Welcome to the What I Meant to Say podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and I started these conversations because life doesn't give us do-overs. So this is a space where we get a chance to reflect and tell our story again with more grace for ourselves and hopefully make us all better for having listened. I was excited to sit down this week with Melissa Fuchs-Powell, a professional beach volleyball player and founder of Project Beach Utah. If you know her by her Instagram and TikTok game, you know why she's the most approachable and hilarious beach player out there. Come listen as we cover confidence, creativity, and the unconventional path of a beach volleyball player training in Utah. She's an amazing athlete and an even better human. I have to say, like, one, thank you for being here. I, I appreciate you taking the time for, uh, you know, I want to hear all about Project Beach Utah. My best friend lives in St. George, so... During oh, the pandemic, nice. I spent a lot of time up in Utah. I would get crazy down here and everything would be locked. And I'd be like, I'm getting the car. I'm driving to Utah because it was life was a little more open and free and less crowded. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, OK, I can breathe up here. Don't have to be like, you know, feeling scared to scared to breathe, basically. Yeah, scared <laughs> to leave your house. Yeah. yeah. So, um. So thanks so much for agreeing to do to do this today. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I love your podcast. It's so cool. Uh, I like what you what you do. You are definitely one of the first people that I thought of because I love your Instagram content and I love both that you put up some <laughs> super hilarious stuff and you put up some really thoughtful stuff. So between those two things, you are I feel like you're bringing great energy to the volleyball community, and I'm all about the same thing. So I'm really excited to talk to you today about. All of those, all of those things. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just fresh off. You're just back from Brazil, right? Yep. We just made it back on Monday. And how was, um, how was that trip? It was fun. It was, um, long, uh, to get to Itapema. It's like pretty, like a pretty long flight and, I was supposed to do this like photo shoot before. So I like booked a ticket to like barely make it in time for the technical meeting. And I mean, it's Brazil. I am Brazilian. So like, I do know like things are slower there. So it was kind of a mistake on my part thinking that everything was going to go smoothly. Um, so our plane was delayed. And um, we were like sitting on the tarmac, no one's telling us anything. And it's like an hour delay. And we're like, we are not gonna make it to the technical meeting. <laughs> and I like couldn't change my flight because I was supposed to do a photo shoot and I booked my ticket in advance and the ticket was already super expensive. So then I was like, okay, well, let's just hope for the best. Um, and I didn't end up doing the shoot. So I was really annoyed, but- Oh no. Um, we get there and we were like, I know everyone in Brazil because I played there. Okay. So like I messaged the, the organizer. I messaged a few of the girls. I'm like, hey, we are literally on the way. We're going to be 10 minutes late. And usually if you're like late to the technical meeting, you can't play. <laughs> and you do have to do like a COVID test. So once we got there, they were like, oh, the COVID test people left. And we're like, oh no, like we did all this work for nothing. But then um, they were still in the premises. So then they came back and everything was okay. So it was like pretty hectic and crazy. And we got in and we like got to bed at like 
midnight. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, we we got to bed at like midnight, and then um, <laughs> we played the next day, and so it was like all just super quick. Um, but it it was cool because we got on the list, we got in like last minute, and that happens to so many volleyball players. Like you're buying a flight night of, and you're just like send it. <laughs> yep, totally. I mean, and I it, it's funny. I was talking with Evan Corey yesterday about you know not qualifying and um, Atlanta and flying out to seaside and these stories of just, you know, kind of flying by the seat of your pants because you love the sport and you're, you're, you're in it for the experience and to win it. And there are some pretty fun stories come out of these things. So Exactly. It's like all about the adventure, you know, like I was in Mexico as well. And I found out literally the night before and I wasn't even technically in the tournament yet, but I had heard that one girl was going to drop. And then they're like, if you have proof of a flight, you can miss the technical meeting as long as you have proof of a flight. So I was like, do mm -hmm. I buy this extremely expensive flight and just go and fly all night, land and play? And I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's so amazing. And who's your partner? My partner, her name is Tamber Nobles. Um, she played, she's new to the beach. She played indoor at BYU. Um, okay. She was on their historic national runner-up team. They were like ranked very low and they were the Cinderella story in 2014. Oh. Okay. And they ended up making the national championship. So she's been playing beach for about, she's been playing for like four years, but like training wise, she's never really had training. So this is her first year of like actual training okay and is she is she one of your she's one of your project beach um utah athletes yeah so cool story about her so she was on the developmental team um and she we have like an internal ranking system okay and um she ended up taking first place in that ranking system and just like really impressing me and just like working extremely hard and like the potential was like super high and since she was first on our rankings we decided to move her up to the pro level um that's kind of why we have our internal rankings we want to like move the developmental team up to the pro level and she was first and she totally earned it so it was pretty awesome wow and the your project beach story i i started watching it you know it kind of popped up on my instagram and i was like oh beach volleyball in utah and then i realized you were behind it and i was like oh my gosh this is looking pretty cool and um so tell me a little bit about you know your mission there and how you got started yeah so um every time someone asks me like where are you from and like i'm like utah and they're just like and you're a professional beach volleyball player. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, do you play at the Great Salt Lake or like Utah Lake? I'm like, no, there is such thing as man-made beaches. So um, I, when I moved to Brazil, um, I was on the beach in Brazil, but there they just had like a system in place like that really helped their professional athletes like excel they have a coach they have a physical therapist they have like the city is behind them like like they have support from their city they're representing their city on the professional tour 
And I think that that was really cool to see and just like really eye-opening. And I was like, you know, I want to kind of mimic that in the U.S. and do it in places that don't have beaches. <laughs> I was like, I want to help like Utah, no beaches. You don't think like Utah is a big huge beach volleyball area but we do have a lot of athletes that come from utah that are the best like jake Gitt, for sure you know, like, yeah he's from utah so we have the talent so i was just like but there was really no high level coaches here there was nothing and um so i was like i kind of want to make like a team and a support system to kind of help athletes in these areas that don't have beaches that don't really have support like get the support that they need because I thought I had to move to California yeah. to pursue this dream. And like my, my, I married and my husband took a job here in Utah. And I was like, kind of bummed about it because I lived in Brazil and Huntington. And I was like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like pursue beach in Utah and then I thought about Project Beach Utah and I was like, how about why don't instead of just like trying to pursue it for myself, why don't I create a community? I create that competition that I need. Why don't I help others um, also develop the dreams that I have um, within the area? So then Project Beach Utah was born and initially it was one thing and then it just started evolving into other things um i wasn't gonna do like a dev team right away but this one girl reached out and was like hey um i would love to be a part of what you're doing so then i was like okay i guess i could probably start a developmental team right now and um so i started out with like eight athletes they had no idea what they were doing i was just like hey tryouts at 5 p.m you know like come try out and like we had like 15 girls at the tryout and they were like we didn't really know what this is but we want to get better and we want support so we came were they most um, were they now mostly, we're sitting at were they mostly indoor yeah. like indoor players that were coming to learn the beach yeah so we it was kind of a mix utah has like a pretty decent sized beach um community uh, they just don't like train. They just like play, you yeah. know, like just like free play or like tournaments. So they were just, they were like already on the beach, kind of familiar with the beach, but not like in-depth training. Mm -hmm. so, so it was like a mix. We had like half, four girls were like indoor girls only that just like really wanted to try beach out. And then the rest were like just already in the community that wanted to get better. Um, and they came out and we have now we have more than 70 athletes so it's pretty awesome wow and when did you get started last may <laughs> so 70 athletes in a year that's yeah that's really that's that's impressive and i do believe like from what i've yeah, seen it's pretty cool yeah, what I've seen, like, the way the game is growing is in places like this. Like, I went out to, I'm from Fresno, the Central Valley of California, and found a program that is now signing, you know, they signed their first um, college athlete last year. They're training juniors. But it's literally six, oh, that's awesome. six courts out in the middle of the vineyards. And, 
you know, in the Central wow. Valley. And it's and and then you see places like Nashville Beach and Bulldog Beach down in Mississippi and all these places where, you know, you think, oh, that's not a beach volleyball place. But that's where the game's growing outside of this little, you know, South Bay, you know, historical home of of beach volleyball where jason and i are sitting but i i love seeing these athletes and my story i came to love beach volleyball when the avp came to fresno in like 1989 and i was like in eighth eighth or ninth grade and just it just took me by storm i was like what is this Twenty five thousand people showed up to watch the final and it's still on YouTube today. You can catch it. It is insane. That's and that's how I that's how I fell in love with beach volleyball. And there was nowhere to play except for that they built this facility out on the San Joaquin River. And it pretty it is pretty amazing to see like it's a sport that catches on, you know, and it's positive and it's outdoor and it creates community and it's like a healthy way, you know, to bring people together. And I what I love watching even down yeah, here I agree. is whenever you see people playing no matter what level they're at they're having a good time they're either cracking up and laughing because they don't know what they're doing and then they learn from there or you know you get them involved in some great coaching and man it starts looking you know it looks like just a thing of beauty you know so yeah totally yeah like at pbu we have a bunch of athletes that aren't looking to be professional yeah. Um, and that's totally fine. Like we just created a community of friends. They're like, they joke with me. They're like, I'm paying to have friends. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> and it's like, and within PBU, we have like the ranking system. We have tournaments. We have like, you know, goals and like they create those goals. Like maybe they don't really have like a hobby or like a goal that they're really working towards in their personal life. And maybe they've never been on like a team in high school or something or like college. And so they, I, I'm finding that they're really loving that community aspect of it, not necessarily getting better at beach volleyball, yeah. <laughs> but like bringing it, like having friends, having a goal, being, getting healthy. Like we provide workouts and, you know, like doing the workouts like they get points for doing the workouts. They get points for showing up to practice. They get points for placing at a tournament, you know, like all these different things that gives them like purpose yeah. in, in life. And like, if you, me as a coll collegiate athlete, like kind of lost myself a little bit after college. Cause you kind of, you put your identity as like athlete and um, you can be an athlete, you know, forever. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be like at the same level. And like, that's been a little bit of a transition for me to like, obviously I play professionally now, but I know there's like a few ex collegiate athletes, um, in my program. And they've, they've said like, it's been good to find identity as an athlete still post-college and not having to be like, this is my life. Like, this is just an aspect of my life as, and as opposed to it is my life, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, as life goes on and, and that's definitely something that I, I resonate with, um, because as you get older, you add so many other facets of responsible life, right? I mean, you get married, you have kids, you have a job, you have to, you know, make money and save money and, and all of these yeah. things. And it pulls you away from that identity of, of, you know, what you get to focus on for yourself, but being a healthy person, 
has so much to do with the success you have and all those other facets of life. And those outlets, like I've, you know, I was involved in before I moved to the beach and I, I grew up playing indoor volleyball but I, I got involved in master swimming. And what I always loved about that community is the same thing. It's a sense of community with goals and, you know, swim meets and the things that you can do to set goals for yourself and then have the friendships that are based around those same types of things. And that's what you exactly. Yeah. And it is amazing because those, those moments that you get to focus on yourself, get you through all of the other adult like things, you know, the adult life that you have, you know, becomes the responsibility, but that part of you being an athlete never leaves you. And any athlete you talk to, they still have that sense of competition and wanting to do, do well for themselves. And yeah, to have that is, is huge because those outlets do go away if you don't look for them. But exactly like Tambor, my partner, Tambor, she is a mom of two And she says that beach volleyball, like playing every day makes her a better mother because she can go and like take out her frustrations in practice or like she has a different outlet to look, look at to, and then she has things to pursue. She wants to be like a good athlete, a dedicated person for her children, you know? So being a mom has made her a better beach volleyball player and vice versa. Yeah, it's so it's so cool. And it sets such an awesome example for your kids, too. You know, I mean, my kids don't ever remember a time that I wasn't working out. You know what I mean? Like it it's it becomes part of they're like, oh, yeah, there she goes. She's going to yoga. She's going to play volleyball. She's going to. And it is it when they watch that from a young age, it sets that, you know, right. them in motion to be a person in motion, a person who knows how to compete and have a purpose and all of that stuff. And you can say everything you say pales in comparison to whatever the things that you do, they watch you. And so that's really cool. Um, and I'm sure she'll have some rock star yes. little, little athletes <laughs> for, as they grow yeah, up watching their sure. mom <laughs> play ball with you. So that's really cool. I'm always, um, I was actually just watching, um, I don't know if you've seen being Serena. Um, it's cause I, I haven't. It's a, it's really cool, but it starts with her being finding out she's pregnant at the Australian Open, and that concept of of like winning something. You know, she didn't. She won the tournament. I think didn't drop a set, and that concept of like playing for something, another generation, something more. It's like it's it exactly. just is really cool. So, um, so tell me a little bit about. I, I love the confidence and creativity you have in your Instagram and TikTok and, and, and that you're hilarious with all of your little volleyball, you know, the setter and the middle <laughs> blocker. The first one that got me was the middle blocker who's always in the way because hello, I remember those days so well, I was a middle blocker, but um, <laughs> you come up with like such awesome things that are just gonna, they crack you up. So, you know, tell me a little bit about that and, and your, your reasoning and, and the fun you have with, with your TikTok and Instagram game. Yes. So I've always loved to make videos since I was little, <laughs> like when my, when your friends would come over and be like, what should we do? I'd be like, let's make a video oh, or like, let's record. Like, and I'd be like the news broadcaster. And I'd be like, today, my brother hit me. 
and he went to jail, you know, like yeah. since I was little. So I loved being like on camera and like acting. I'm like, I'm not the greatest actor, but I do, I have passion, you know, like I, I think I hit home the part. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but, um, so when Vine, are you familiar with Vine? Yeah, I do remember it. I wasn't, too, I mean, I wasn't really on it, but yeah, I do remember. So Vine came out when I was in high school and um, I thought it was so funny. It was just like, it was just like 10 second long videos and I, I was just like scroll through and I'm like, this is hilarious. And then me and my two friends um, on my volleyball team, we decided to make a Vine account and we started just making videos every day, just like posting. And we ended up generating a pretty big following to the point where we would be recognized in, in Utah around like the mall or whatever. And That's awesome. They'd be like, oh, you are those girls on Vine. And um, I kind of, I wish I would have kept up with it because I literally see Vine people on like movies now. I'm like, really? You got famous on freaking vine <laughs> yeah. so, so i was like dang it that could have been me no yeah. but um so, so i was kind of like familiar with like videos like that mm -hmm. and when tiktok was musically before it was tiktok i was student teaching at the time and i had a fifth grade class and they were like you need to get musically and and make videos and i was like okay so i i, I downloaded it and then um, I started making like dumb little Musical.ly videos for my fifth graders <laughs> and so they loved great. it. And then I kind of just stopped after like graduation and um, I made one video. I was like, I'm, I'm sick of like posting just like bikini pics all the time. I'm like, I want to post something cool or funny. Like I'm, I'm, I love to make people laugh. So I was like, I want to post something funny. And so I posted a video. It was beach volleyball problems. It was my first like funny video on my Instagram account that kind of was similar to Vine. Um, and it went viral and like the beach volleyball community really liked it. And then that kind of like lit the fire for like funny videos. Um, so then I started making small skits, small beach volleyball skits. And then I would go to like beach volleyball tournaments and people would be like, hey, I loved your like beach volleyball skit on like the ref not even paying attention or whatever <laughs> totally and um yeah so it just like kind of grew from there and then my brother was like hey tiktok's getting pretty big you should try tiktok and i was like no uh it's nothing like vine it could never compare to vine <laughs> i was like super stubborn and then one day I, I was just like you know what i'm just gonna try it so i made a video and it was it was a really embarrassing video of like me making these hideous faces that are just terrible and I, <laughs> it was funny and i was like this is funny i'm gonna post it on my story and when i posted on my story i got like 20 people like oh this is hilarious so then i was like you know what? i'm gonna post it on my feed i posted it on my feed and i swear i lost like five thousand followers are you serious <laughs> And then I was like, you know, I'm okay with it because they were probably creepy, weird men that uh -huh. were just following me for like bikini pics. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I was like, I need to switch my demographic anyways. So 
I, I posted that first video and then it was like, boom, every week I was like making a funny video. Cause I just have so much fun. I like watch myself. I'm like, I'm ridiculous. I'm like 27 years old making these dumb little videos. <laughs> and I just like the ideas just kept coming and coming and boom, boom, boom. And so, and then it just got fire and people like started sharing it and they're just like relatable. So people like to share them and, I just like think back to like my experiences as an indoor athlete and here comes Jason. He's bringing up yes, some this is one of my favorite ones. Okay. This is, me. <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just have so much fun doing it. Like people like all my beach volleyball partners are like they're they're always in the background of like one of my videos and yep. they will all talk to each other they're like she making a video <laughs> yeah well it's such a cool commentary on you know you taking like turning your feet into the real you you know and being okay with okay the first time i post yeah, that and whoever exactly. i lost you're like okay you weren't my people anyway and then seeing that con you know the 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 real community that connects with who you really are and then growing that exactly because that to me is the beauty of social media when there's so many things that we're fighting in being inauthentic and in young people who compare each you know themselves to each other and everyone wanting to be more like everybody else versus being yourself and letting that resonate and I think that's what attracted me to, exactly. to what you were doing, because it really does come off. You can tell your personality is in it. And then that's that's to me what I would want to communicate to the next generation about like whatever you're putting up there, make sure it's really you, you know, and whether that's volleyball yeah, totally. or acting or, you know, time with your friends, but just you know, like be yourself and don't be afraid to be yourself. That That clip. That clip yeah. had half a million views, like six hundred and six hundred and twenty four thousand views, man. I just I was just looking at like the numbers. Yeah. That's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, no, she's, <laughs> she's legendary. The stuff she puts up, you gotta follow it, Jay. Like, it's like, like the it's... last two. The last two alone. Just wow. like the last two you did. There's another one called The Crowd. I, I, can I can I play that? Can I, yeah. I'm gonna play that one yeah. too, okay? Let me just handle that. Let's just have a little fun here, okay? Um sorry. Oops, let's turn that off. Let's do that. And let's do this. Oh, that. Oh, that back set, though. She's really good. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> they're awesome. They're so. They're just so good. And it. You know, video, I will be honest with you, like. Video is something I have totally struggled with. I have like a background that is like being seen was really hard for me. Like, oh, you need attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, you. And so I, I'm really impressed with people that come out and do these videos. Like the first time I put a camera in my face, I literally teared up. Like I was like, get that thing out of my face. I don't want to be on it. <laughs> and so I'm always like, I've done a ton of work to be able to be in this space and be like comfortable, but I love people and their stories so much. You always have to find what you, yeah. what you connect with. And for me, it's storytelling, but like, you're so hilarious. 
and the way you know and the way that that creativity comes to you it comes off so authentic i'm I'm following go ahead yeah oh there you go yeah good i mean and that's the thing it's like you've blown this up from you know and and just being a volleyball player and not you know there was another post you put up because you do mix all of the, the the amazing funny videos with then some really soulful awesome like growth mindset posts about you know, not comparing yourself to other people and showing up on the court. And, and I think there was one post I hit you after that was, you were traveling and you showed up and, and you said it was the worst match of your life. And then you just yeah. put up this super amazingly vulnerable post that was like, Hey, but we were there and we did it. Like, tell me a little bit about that one. Cause I love the mix between what, what you're doing. It's just so real. Yeah. Um, so it's, I've had like a little bit of a problem with in my career as like mixing up the final goal with like the journey and mm. like you really put into perspective when you don't play anymore, like COVID kind of hit and you're like not playing. And I was missing like losing. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like you never thought that you'd miss like getting crushed by uh, uh, like you know, like top players, you never, you never thought that you'd miss that feeling until you don't have it. And it really put into perspective, like, you got to like, enjoy the journey, because sometimes you're not going to make your goal, you're not going to make your end destination. And the whole time, you're just going to be unhappy. And it's like, every you got to find the things that matter within the that journey, because that and the journey ends up being like the final destination, because we can't really control the outcome. We can't really control the end goal, but we can, con- we like can control small things with throughout and we can control like what we're paying attention to. So sometimes I feel like a lot of people get lost in like that end goal. And like, I for sure was like, wow, we lost so bad. Like the score was so embarrassing and it was streaming for the entire world to see and it's like, man, but then I can look back and I'm like, I literally got on a flight that day and didn't sleep. And I was there and I was playing against the one of the top 10 teams in the world. And like, that was so much fun. And I was in a freaking bowl arena. It was like, it was like the Toro, Toro Bowl yeah. Arena. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and did you ever think like, okay, when you, I don't, what year did you graduate from college? I graduated with my master's from in 2018. Okay. And you were, and you were an indoor, when did you start playing beach volleyball? So I started playing beach my sophomore year of college. Um, it wasn't technically like a actual year. Um, it was like our inaugural year, so we didn't compete. So technically my junior year was my first year. Um, and, and you then... were, and that was at Houston Baptist? Yeah, that was at Houston Baptist. Okay. And, and you know what I love about that is... And I, and I played junior and senior year. Sorry. I know we're on. We're, we're getting yeah, delayed. Um, I just watched I, know. I just watched Houston Baptist for the first time. I was visiting my daughter at TCU this past weekend, and they played Houston Baptist. And I had, oh, awesome. Yeah. And actually, and they, they're good. They had, they, yeah, they they had a good, good squad. I mean, TCU is two in the country right now. And these girls were, they were balling with them. Like it was, there were some good matches. Yeah. Yeah. Like they win their conference pretty much every year. Like they're pretty good. They're like, 
they're like the underdogs. We're the dogs. They're the they're the huskies. Yes, so we're like I saw we're that. the standy underdogs. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Jason they're, says you got a great coach. Their coach is really good. Like Hec- um, well, TCU. Hector. Oh, Hector. Hector's yeah, like, amazing. Even last yeah. year when they didn't have a lot of talent, they still made the NCAA's as, as the eight seed. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the, and the conference is stronger than everyone thinks. LSU, you know, at that time yeah. had Kristen Nuss and Cloth, and they had some depth. And Florida State is always competitive. So just yeah. I'd, oh yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd I put follow that NCAA volleyball a lot. So so i was totally tcu is really good yeah and then it's fun because they play each other i mean they're in the same area so you know they have they play a lot of matches because they play the big schools and then they also play you know the schools that have helped them build that program because and so they're playing way more matches than so many other schools are but um but it's cool because they're yeah totally they're climbing the ranks hector hector's built a really good program but i was impressed with the houston i had never even heard of houston baptist and um i was like wow this i is know a they're pretty always legit like little HB program who? yeah <laughs> so um so were you do you played in that program that it had just started yeah so i was there the first year that they started and then um i played there for two years and then i did my fifth year at the university of utah in the pac-12 their first year as well so it's a part of two first years programs (laughs) yeah well that's kind of the advent of of beach volleyball you know i mean this whole ncaa and what the 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 girls that are coming out of these programs and maybe you're seeing some of them at at project beach utah it's like the training that the level of training that they're coming out with now even just you know in the last couple years i mean it's it's incredible what's coming onto the pro circuit the, yeah. because of the level of coaching that they're they're getting in those four or five years that they're playing totally so. i just barely made it in time to get some you know <laughs> hey i hope you're enjoying this chat as much as i am for more inspiring conversations go to be better with wendyjones.com one of the questions i had and i was hoping wendy would ask this um a lot of people do volleyball for escapism. You know, it, it allows them to come back and do their job like a mammal. You know, like everyone has their escapism. They, some people swim with sharks. Some people climb high mountains. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Some people sing karaoke. Um, for you... Some people make TikToks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's that might be the answer to my question. Um, yeah, so that's a good question because I did struggle with that a bit when I, right after college, college when it became started to become my profession I was like ah, it's not that fun anymore so I'm like stressed and um I think that Project Beach Utah is definitely an outlet for me like doing the doing all the administration stuff for that and like trying to make a good experience for other athletes um that has really been a good escapism for me as well as making the videos and like doing the content and stuff. That's always super fun. Sometimes it becomes frustrating because I have writer's block and I'm just like, I need to put a video out there. Otherwise the algorithm will destroy me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, it's like, so sometimes it becomes like a, like a nuance and like a little bit of a hassle to do my content. Um, but I would say that like Project Beach Utah has really, been where I'm able to like escape and like kind of do something else but it, it does has to do with volleyball but I don't I don't have I'm not expected to like perform well so it's like 
Um, I have just something else to focus on and like something to keep me busy throughout the day when I'm not training all day or something. So I'd probably say that. So you're enjoying the coaching aspect. I am. I, I mean, we would do it at 6am. And before I brought my Brazilian coach here, I didn't enjoy waking up at 4am. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I do like now I don't because we have our coach and she she does all of it now. She just came from Brazil. Um, But I do miss it. And then I do coach like the youth and um, the we're, we're opening a mom group actually um, this summer. So I'm going to be coaching that. And it's it. a mom group with babysitting so oh, they can gosh. bring their kids. Yeah. yeah that's fantastic. <laughs> and that's so necessary. Like that is that, I mean, I always said like, I never thought I'd live in LA. I am so not an LA person. And granted the South Bay is, you know, it's its own little pocket, but I have said, and I'm coming off of, two, I haven't played in two months cause I had ankle surgery. And I've always said, if I can't play volleyball, I don't know I don't know if I can stay here because that is my outlet. And it is that place where you go and you connect with people that have like minds and that, you know, care about the same stuff. And when mom and moms need that, like it's so imperative that you have something that belongs to you, that you enjoy, that you have like a, you know, whatever goal it is you set that there's just that outlet. And so that like my hat's off to you to providing that because when my kids were little, like, like I said, that was a, it was a big deal. Like, and for me at that point, yeah, it was swimming, but... like, you can, you can like bring them and they can just like play around, but you're like worried about them, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like having a babysitter on like watching them, at least you can like play <laughs> yeah. and not have to worry about them, you know? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So, um, so tell me a little bit about, um, the, the way the tour is going. Like, do you have, what are your volleyball goals, um, for this next year? Like you say, like you get invited last minute or how do you, like, how do you set goals around, around that with this, the way yeah. the tour is organized now? Yeah. It's like pretty hard to know. Cause beach volleyball, just like Jason said, you're like, you have to be adaptable. Cause like, you have no idea what the, when the schedule is until like a month before (laughs) and you don't know if you're going to be in certain tournaments or you don't know the, what the tournament's going to be like, if there's going to be a qualifier or if you're going to have to qualify somewhere else, you know, like, so it's really hard to set goals unless you're like at the top already. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, you know, your schedule, you know, you're going to make all these events. Um, so I think for now, like my goal is to get to that point where I don't have to worry about if I'm in the event or not. Um, that's the goal for now. It's like, just get my points to way up there. So I'm like confident. Okay. I can go to these three events and I can plan for these four or whatever. Like that's really my goal for this season is to make sure I can plan for the next, you know, like, and that also means like climbing the rankings, obviously, and like becoming a better volleyball player and just like, you know, winning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and, and a lot of that speaks to the confidence that you play with. And to be honest with you, I have not watched you play a lot and I am not a real, like, I love the game, but I love the energy behind the game even more than like all the little technical aspects and I've watched 
you know, I, I've seen you at, like I, like I said, I think we met in Austin a couple of years back um, and you're super approachable and you're, you look like you're having fun, but your confidence seems to come from a different place than being like, I'm at the top of the leaderboard. I'm, I'm, you know, and, and so I'm wondering like, when you talk to your younger athletes about confidence or where that comes from, if you say you're not at the, the top of the pack, but you're in the hunt, right? So where does that confidence, yeah. where, how do you build your confidence? Um, I think it came through experiences throughout my life. So my, my whole volley, my whole family is volleyball players. So like my mom and my dad played professionally indoor. My brother played professional my sister played division one so we're like we're a volleyball family so the number one thing is like the passion i have for it and the love that i have for the game like we grew up watching it like i also played basketball but like my mom was like yeah find a ride for basketball you know it's like <laughs> it's like volleyball or die yeah. in my household you know and um i'm brazilian so i'm yeah. just like very passionate a passionate person so I think like number one thing is the passion. Number two is I have a really relaxed style of play and in indoor, that's not necessarily good. Um, everyone would always tell me I should be a beach player when I played indoor um, because I was super relaxed and they'd be like, oh, she's not good because she like doesn't try hard or like it, it looks like, like I, throughout my whole life, people would say, it looks like you're not trying hard. Like, you know, like they, I was just like put down a lot growing up, but, um, I made the twos team when I was 13. Okay. And I think that was like the best thing for me because it actually forced me to be like, I need to prove people wrong. Like I want to be on the ones team. And we ended up like beating the ones team. And like, you know, I never made a twos team again because I was like adamant that I was going to prove everyone wrong. Um, and I was like an undersized outside. So like I, I worked hard in the gym to get like a higher vertical. So, you know, and then I went to like a smaller division one program and still like, even on the beach, people were like, Oh, she didn't come from UCLA. She didn't come from LSU. You know, like people are just constantly putting me down throughout my whole life. So I've, I've been like proving people wrong for a long time. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like used to like the initial put down and realization that I do need to work harder than mo most of the other people because I don't, I'm not like seven feet tall, you know, or I'm not, I didn't go to UCLA or LSU, you know, like I, I do come from more humble beginnings. Um, so I do have to kind of work harder to accomplish my goals. So like putting in that work gives me confidence to um, succeed and kind of like, I can do that. You know, I can, I can, I've proven myself wrong many times. So I'm like, I can, I can continue doing it. Um, so when I talk to like young athletes, um, it's like hard because I also struggled with, I don't want to be cocky. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to say like, I'm good. And like be cocky so i would just not say anything and i would kind of put myself down a little bit to like counteract that like oh i'm not i'm not as good as her or like i'm not as good as blah 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 so it's like it was really it's like even to this day it's like hard for me to be like cocky because like i don't want to be cocky i don't want to be associated as cocky so i'm like how do you be confident yeah um without being cocky 
And um, one thing that I've learned and one thing that I would go back and tell my younger self like to do and my younger athletes would totally be like that you can be confident without being cocky in a sense that you believe you are good and you're not comparing yourself to anyone else. Like that is where cockiness comes in is where I'm like, I am better than you. And that is where like the cockiness can come into play, but you can still say I'm good and it's okay. And you're not cocky because you, you have to have confidence in yourself, you know, and belief in yourself. So I wish I would have learned that a little bit sooner. I think it would have helped me in like the confidence aspect. Um, but I think the growth mindset really comes from just being an underdog and just like trying to strive to prove people wrong. Yeah, I, I absolutely resonate. I love everything you're saying there because, um, and it's fun. The more of these conversations I have, I was talking with another, uh, a coach and school psychologist, a friend of mine, a couple episodes ago, and we were talking about, um, hungry, humble, and happy. And those three things and how they don't, you can be hungry and, and want to be good and still be humble. Right. And how do you stay humble as you get better? But Uh that whole concept of like being able to shine and not taking that away, you're not taking away from anybody else when you are playing at you, you're, you're striving to be your best and you can't be your best unless you're confident. Right. Yeah. So that concept of that abundance mindset of, of knowing like I can take up all the space that I need to, to be my best. And that's not taking away from anybody else. And it actually in so many ways makes you a better teammate because you're helping other people rise as you rise. But it's the comp. Exactly. Yeah. And I always say I, my thing is compete with yourself, collaborate with your community and it works the same on a team. Right. I mean, the better you are, the more you bring people up around you. And it's not thinking that you are better than somebody. It's, it's the concept of being your best self. But yeah, it's hard. That does get hung yes. for people who want to be humble. And especially was that, was that a value that was um, in your home? Like, was that taught? Do you feel like that came from your parents or? Yes, definitely. Um, they, they came from very humble beginnings. Like they were very poor growing up and had to work for everything that they've gotten, you know? And so it's really like, since I was little, I was just grateful for everything that they, they did for me. And, um, they taught us like, you need to be humble because other people, you know, struggle and get to get to where they are just like we did. And like, you never had to struggle. Like I never, I never had to face what they had to face. And so that was really prominent growing up is like, yeah, I should be humble and grateful for what I have. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like boasting and I shouldn't, you know, it's just like a family trait that they've passed on to me, not necessarily by them saying, be humble, you know, yeah. like again, just probably, by their example. Yeah. By modeling. Yeah. That's, that's huge. What, um, you said you have a brother and a sister. What, what number are you? I have birth order. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. So you have the youngest is always the best. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, the, we call them gym rats, right? I mean, you were probably sitting there watching a lot of volleyball before you were playing it. Right. And how, how old were you? Yeah. How old were you when someone tossed a volleyball at you? I was six. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a lifetime, a lifetime of volleyball. 
So it's pretty fun. And where did yeah. your where did your where'd your siblings play? My brother played for BYU, and my sister played for the University of Utah and Weber State. Okay, cool. And do you guys do you guys still play as a family? We. we we don't because everyone's body is broken. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I can identify with that too. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I mean we have we actually I live with my mom and dad um in their basement and they just built like an indoor volleyball court. So we'll probably start playing. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh yeah, we uh, like, like we need to have a retreat at, at your house. <laughs> Yeah, come on over. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Like, uh, we flow at my house. Like, I have gone from being a, like, everything needs to look a certain way. Everything needs to, and to like, okay, we're coming in like this. We're going to do the best we can with what we got. And then, and, and we roll with it. And then the level yeah. of stress that that takes off of life to just let yourself be who you are and see what comes in and see the people that want to hang out with that and, you know, be part of that story is like, oh my gosh, it's so freeing. It's so, yeah, it's it's, so nice. I like it's, the word yeah. So I'm constantly looking for people that, you know, want to go a little deeper on life and um, talk, you know, I feel like this volleyball community provides us with so many amazing people, but like, there's always a story that's a little deeper than volleyball. And, yeah, for you know, sure. it comes out in the game and the way we play the game and the why behind you know, why we play the game, but, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm curious to see, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch your project beach thing take off in Utah. And I actually would love to come up and play on those courts when I get this ankle. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's one of my goals in, in, as I look across the country, I love going to play other places. Jason took me to central park last summer. I've played in, nice. you know, like they're just in Central Valley, but just playing somewhere other places where the game's growing. So, you know, I, I yeah, love... you're always welcome well, on our Mad May Beach. I love it. It's <laughs> I know that it's I mean, and when you look across the country, all these NCAA, like these the, the stadiums they're building, like they're incredible. They're so, crazy. Yeah. So it's really fun to watch the game grow and the personalities that that come out of it and. um you know, my, my usual favorite question to ask at, towards the end of these is, um, you know, what, what advice you would give to younger players? And you already gave me that, um, the hum humility. So I'm, I'm trying to think what else, um, you know, where you, where, where you see your, your place in the game going in the future and, and the role that you would like to play in volleyball and beach volleyball. Oh, that's a good, good yeah. question. Um, I, I think I like started making the funny videos because I was like, you know, having fun with it. But then I think it like developed into so much more of like, I, I've had people DM me and be like, oh, like you bring so much joy to the volleyball community. Like I share it with my teammate or my coach and like it, they're like these situations happen and it's opened up conversations with different players about certain things that we have to talk about you know and so I just want to I, I like look at the beach volleyball community and sometimes I feel like at the high levels it's like kind of closed off and like people like people are everyone's competing against each other so it's like hard to like 
I don't know. It's hard to like break in. Sometimes there's like different clicks or like things like that. So I, I just wanted to like make a difference in the community of like making it more of like an open community and more of like fun and just like lighthearted and not as serious um, that not as serious as it needs to be, you know, just like have fun. And that's, that's what I would like. I, I love that message of inclusiveness and, and you are so approachable and I thank you for that because I've been, you know, just kind of around this community. I remember moving here and looking around and being like, okay, these are legends of the game, but you know, in the end, we're all just people. We're all people who love volleyball. We're all people who love to break down the game. And if you end up getting lucky enough to sit with one of these legendary coaches and break down a game, like I got to a P1440 with Jeff Alzina and I was sitting like watching a match and Reed Pretty's playing. And I'm like, I can't believe I get to sit here and break down this game with you and just listen because you don't ever think, but volleyball, that's the cool thing about volleyball is it's so approachable. We're not the NBA, right? You can get right up next to a player and if you're approachable enough to have that conversation, you make a life connection. The story is always so much bigger than, you know, the game exactly. that's going on. And so I thank you for that because that, that message really resonates with both Jason and I because we love the game and believe that, you know, you make it good for every player from the youngest to the oldest when you have that mentality of like, and not to say like, you know, I'm not you don't walk up and, like bother a player right before their match but in the end you know the fans grow the game and yeah exactly the stories grow the game so yeah like i work with like a lot of like sponsors and like and stuff like that and one of my pitches is that we aren't the nba and you can just walk up to us and we are way more easily accessible Plus, it's only two people on the court, you know, so like we're very easily accessible, whereas like a football team has like, what, I don't know, like 100. Right. <laughs> you know, and then you like, just, yeah, you lose track of what, whatever's me, going on. Yeah. 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 And like, I think I, because I don't come from California or I don't come from like the traditional, like I played beach since I was three, I always kind of felt like a little bit of an outsider when it comes to like, finding a group to play pickup with or like, you know, just like just being in the community in general. So I think that that's kind of why I started to do what I was doing and started to being a little bit more inclusive to everyone. Even as I do get like, I do rise in the rankings and people start letting me play with them yeah. in their pickup groups, you know, like just like trying to in- be more inclusive and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think you did just put a post up on that, didn't you? The, the about, you know, feeling like you have to earn your way onto the court. Cause I remember pushing my babies on the strand and being like, I want to play. How am I ever going to get out there to play? And I just happened to be working out at a gym where the, they were sponsoring a six man team and they lost their middle. And John was like, Hey, Wendy, don't you play volleyball? Like they need a middle. And I was like, Perfect. are you serious? I haven't played in, I had been 10 years at that point or something, you know? And, but you do feel like you have to have that like invitation and you have to prove, and then you have to prove yourself and then you're stressed and then, you know, and it's like, it's, it's such a cool vibe to say like anybody, there's a place for everybody now, you know, skill wise, you'll figure yeah. it out. But like, just to have that vibe of inclusiveness is so huge. Yeah. 
Exactly. And that's kind of why I started PBU as well, because everywhere there is going to have that, like, not just California, like in Utah, we did have that. And so that's why I strive. I strove to like build this so I could find a place for everyone and everyone could be included if they wanted to, you know, like some people don't want to, and that's fine. But like, whatever, if you want to, like, there's a place for you here and you can be included. So. Well, that is a great, that's a great message um, to send out there and to, to wrap this up on. But if people want to find you um, and want to come play with you at Project Beach Utah, where, where's the best places to find you? Um, so they can just check out my website if they want like more in- information on PBU. It's just projectbeachutah.com. Um, or they can find me on Instagram at Melissa Lessa. Um, I answer my DMs always. If you DM me, I'll answer them. And um, TikTok, obviously, is at Beach Mel. Okay. Very good. And um, where are you headed next, um, volleyball-wise? I'm going to Doha. Okay. What are the dates for that? May 5th. Okay. Right around the corner. Yep. Very wow. cool. Tell Sharif I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation um, on what I meant to say today. And um, I just I, I look forward to keeping this relationship going and seeing what we can build between Be Better and um, Project Beach Utah and just watching you rise to the ranks like I'm sure you will. Love it. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Yeah. And thank you for what you do as well. Like we focus on me a lot. So I just want to say thank you for what you do. You're very positive and you bring a good you bring a good community within the beach community. Well, so. thank you very much. It's it's a ton of fun to do. So I love it. We'll talk soon for sure. Awesome. All right. Have a great right. day. Thanks, Jason. All right. Thanks for joining us for the What I Meant to Say podcast. For more real conversations like this one, come on over to the Be Better community at www.bebetterwithwendyjones.com, a place for athletes and parents to grow and find meaning behind what we do every day so that we can be strong on our own and better together.